Hello and welcome to the YouTube Success Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about faceless YouTube channels. I'm gonna talk about the five things that you need to know to get started with a faceless YouTube channel. And I'm gonna tell you exactly how you can come along for the ride with us and come and join me as we start this journey for faceless YouTube channels together. All right, this is YouTube automation, very, very simply put over the next 15 minutes. All right, let's go. Well, hello, YouTube Success Podcast. I'm coming at you from a different place today as I'm sitting in my hotel room waiting to go and get on a plane to go to Social Media Marketing World. My hope is, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, that when I'm there, I'll be able to find a whole bunch of people that I can interview for the podcast. So stick around over the next few episodes, you're gonna find some people that I've found. Either that I'm gonna have too much to drink, not film any content and be really annoyed that I've gone all the way to San Diego and not managed to get any interviews. But scratch that, let's be intentional. (laughs) Intentional is a key word when it comes to any kind of content creation. Let's be intentional and say that I'm definitely gonna do that, right? Uh, That's the former, not the latter. Okay, so today I'm gonna talk about faceless YouTube channels. This is something that I've been thinking about for a while now. I've been doing loads of research. I've found loads of creators that are running faceless YouTube channels. And so I'm just gonna talk about the things that I think you need in order to create a faceless YouTube channel. If you wanna come along for the journey, you can head to youtubeaccelerator.co.uk on March the 1st, which is in a couple of weeks. This is going out uh, next Thursday and It's Friday, the 16th of February today. This is going out next Thursday. So you should have a bit of time to come and join us, youtubeaccelerator.co.uk, and you can join us because one of my clients, uh, somebody that signed up for that accelerator, wants to start a faceless YouTube channel. And I was like, well, if that's the demand, if somebody's asked me to do that, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, why don't I do that as well? And then I can teach him and we can learn together and grow together. Always, always I'm looking at like, how can we work together? How can we get on the same ship and go for this journey together? And I think through the research I've been doing over the last six months, I kind of know what's involved in creating a faceless channel. And I've got a few bits of software that I'm interested in using. And I I know the exact steps in terms of what is actually needed to create a faceless YouTube channel. So here they are. So the first one is a topic or niche. You need a topic or niche that you're gonna pick that will allow you to create a faceless YouTube channel. Now, I know the kind of thing that we're talking about here is uh, motivational videos, right? That's the one everyone goes to, motivational videos. Actually, if you, if you what I've learned is that if you want to get a good uh, faceless channel, you really want to find something that has a high CPM, right? This is the amount of money that YouTube will give you per thousand views. And I know the highest is always finance. This is always money. Anyone talks about money on YouTube, it's the best CPM for your your YouTube videos. But I really don't wanna go into the financial niche. So I'm gonna think about the niches probably on the the plane ride and see if I can find something. I'm really liking the idea of sport, but I'm interested to see how the copyright issues come in. I also know a guy that's got a great faceless channel that's all about WWE. I know when he first started it, he was creating the videos himself and then he's, he's hired a team out now and he's making a million pounds a year from this faceless channel. Ridiculous, right? Absolutely ridiculous. But I know it's all automated for him now as well. So thinking about sport, thinking about things that I like, think, things that I enjoy. When, if I'm reviewing the footage from this 
channel when I'm, I'm reviewing the content that's coming back, I want to have an interest in it, right? And I, I don't want to just create, oh, let's go for let's go for money because that's the obvious one. It's got the highest CPM. What about something that I enjoy as well? The second thing that you need then is a script writer. You need somebody to create a script for your videos. Now, when I'm thinking about sport, I'm thinking about somebody that has a big interest in creating scripts for sport. So going back to this this wrestling example, this guy had like the 10 best moves or the 10 best showdowns. So I'm thinking if it was football for me, it would be like the 10 best goals. It might be like the 10 times that there was fights on the pitch or the 10 worst tackles, you know, thinking about those kind of things. That's what I would think of. But actually what I'd want is a script writer that's going to go and create some scripts that are really going to keep people's attention. So I'm definitely going to go and want to hire a script writer. And uh, the, the site that I use for me, by the way, for these things is Online Jobs PH. I, I love that site. It's got some great, well-skilled individuals on it, relatively well-priced individuals as well. And so Online Jobs PH is my first port of call. I might explore some other places to go and find these people as well. But for me, that's a good one. And the next thing that I need there, number three, so we've got a topic and niche, script writer, and number three is a video editor. Of course, we're going to need a video editor. If we're going to automate all of this stuff, we want to have a video editor as well. I've done this in the past. I will say to you that when you're hiring any, any of these people that you want to vet them, uh, vetting these people is, is very good. Give them a task, give them something to do first to show you the kind of stuff that you need. And I will say you've got to kiss a lot of frogs uh, before you get a prince because some of the editors that I've hired in the past, they say they can do a lot and they don't turn out to be as great as they think they are. So just know that it's going to be a bit of a process. And I would say that's probably the same for every resource that you get when you're automating this stuff. Another site, just to think about another site that you might want to use is fiverr.com. So there's some great resources on fiverr.com. You can see the kind of work they've done before. This will help you potentially potentially remove the ones that are not so good, right? Or find or weed out the ones that are not so good. Uh, so fiverr.com is good, but I think fiverr.com is probably more expensive and it's never really a fiver these days, it, but it would be more expensive and you probably do that on a gig per gig basis, so per video basis. Whereas if you go on online jobs PH, you might be able to find someone that you could have full time or part time that would actually work with you consistently over those videos. That's an editor. Okay, so then there's a voiceover artist. Now, this one's really interesting, actually, because when I spoke to the guy who's interested in doing the Faces channels with me, voiceover artist was a logical one. And I'm not sure whether we need a voiceover artist anymore or whether we can use AI. Now, a friend of mine, um, an acquaintance, I wouldn't say me and Austin are friends, but somebody I know, Austin Armstrong, he runs a company called Syllabi. I'll put the link in the description for you. And Syllabi has a great bunch of tools, and I'm sure AI voiceover artist is one of them. And the great thing about the voiceover artist for AI is they're starting to sound like real human beings. They no longer sound like the robotic people that you know when you're, when, if you've ever tried these tools before. So voiceover artist is one. Yes, we could go on Fiverr. Yes, we could go on online jobs, uh, PH, but I think... I'm probably going to use AI for it. I'm sort of probably going to start with AI first and see how we get on. And maybe we'll look at going to hire a voiceover artist. Or maybe we'll just test both and see which one we get the best results on. 
And then I think the next thing that I really need is a thumbnail artist. This is someone that's gonna create the thumbnails for me. So if I think about the fact that I've got my topic, my script, my editor, my voiceover artist, I'm gonna to have to have a thumbnail that, that hooks people in and, and grabs people's attention so they actually click, click through to the video. So I'm gonna really want a talented artist. Again, a guy who's speaking at Toonfest, Justin Evans, he runs a service called Custom Thumbnails. I think it's customthumbnails.com, I'll have to check, but I'll put again put the link in the in the show notes. And custom thumbnails, you can pay a fixed fee. It was, the last time I looked at it, it was something like $127 and they delivered four thumbnails for you every month and you can pay more and get more thumbnails. Again, I, I would say potentially you want to go to fiverr.com and you want to go to online jobs and, and find somebody that you could work with where you could get more out of that. You know, when we're doing uh, faceless channels, we probably want to get from not the standard strategy of one video per week, we want to do more like three or four or seven, maybe one video per day. So we want to up the game really when it comes to how much output and if we do that then we're going to need we're not going to want to spend 127 dollars every four thumbnails we're going to want to find someone that can consistently uh, pump out these thumbnails and make sure that we get a good amount per month but i think the key for this stuff is just to start small build this team make sure we're getting the right um, team and the, getting the stuff that comes back to us in a reasonable amount of time one of the downsides I saw one of the YouTubers when I was doing my research say was that they started with this grand idea that was going to have so much content coming out and uh, all of that kind of stuff but they didn't expect all of the back and forth that you would get with editors they also said one of the editors disappeared after a while which is no good here's some little things to think about I think that may help you if you're going down this journey just a few little things, I'll give you a handful of things. I don't know how many because I'm just making this up on the spot. But I'll give you a few little tips when it comes to hiring external people like this. The first thing I will say is that you want your own online storage for all of the data. So this guy that said about the editor that disappeared, what he said, I think he was creating an animation-based um, faces channel and the animator disappeared. And the problem was when the animator disappeared, all the data disappeared. So they couldn't recreate that animated character or anything like that because the animator had disappeared with all the files. So this is so important. Get your own online storage. For me, I use Office 365, uh, OneDrive. You might use Google Drive. You might use mm, Dropbox. Yeah, maybe Dropbox, something like that. But find your own online storage and insist, absolutely insist, that all of the resources that you get put their files, their source files into that storage. You can insist on this. Some of them will say, oh, I don't wanna work like that or whatever, but it must be something that you own, that you have the password with, that you share with them. They save all their data into that. And then if they disappear, you've got all those source files, not just the outputs, not just the exported files, but the actual source files that they're working on. They need to be stay with you and they need to be your intellectual property, right? It just means if one of your editors disappears, you can go and get another editor and let's say they're using Adobe Premiere or After Effects, you can say I need another editor that is capable of learning, uh, is capable of working with Premiere, After Effects, whatever it, the case may be. So really, really ensure that you have your own storage. That is so, so important. Uh, the other thing is to make sure you brief your editors really well. 
a lot of people will just say that I'm going to give you this video, maybe we've got the script and the topic and we'll just give it to the editors and away they go. If you want to avoid the back and forward, I don't want you to, um, I don't want you to tell them how to make videos and edit videos because they know how to do that stuff. But it's really been really, really clear that you say, well, for this style of video, I'd like to have uh, a new shot every five seconds. I want to have, I want to make sure that the audience is constantly kept engaged. I want to make sure that there's time to be able to consume what content is in there, but not too much time that the user gets bored. I want to have this kind of style, look and feel. You might go and find a few examples of the kind of stuff that you like so you can give them some inspiration and just know that you're gonna to have to go back and forward and go through this process um, until you find the right style that, you, that is yours. You can always look for inspiration, but don't, don't just copy somebody else's, you wanna get the actual right uh, style for yours. What else can I tell you about external resource? Um, I, the, the other thing I would say is, for me, I'm English-based, so I'm based in the UK. When I'm looking for external resource, especially resource that's in a different country, I insist that they speak good English, right? And you, most places that you go and search for this stuff is that you can ask for the level of English that they have, but also interview them face to face. Make sure you have a conversation with them. I think the challenge with outsourcing stuff is largely around communication. If your communication is not good, if they don't understand you, you don't understand them, there's always going to be problems and things will get lost in translation. So make sure you take the effort to actually interview them face to face. Yes, you can, uh, once you get the applications, you'll get an absolute ton of applications that I thought. Weed them out, find the ones that look the best, make sure the English is on point and then interview them face to face. And by face to face, I'm talking about Zoom. I'm not saying go out to the Philippines or to India or wherever you're going to get that resource from. I'm saying go on Zoom, have a conversation with them because some of them, you you chat to them and the, the CV will look great and the application will look great, but actually when you get on camera with them, they can't communicate with you. So uh, it's really, really important. On that basis as well, just when you're putting the application out there, make sure you also put some kind of little hidden gem in the application. So one of the things that I do is I put a little keyword inside the application and I say, when you apply, these are the three steps you take. You send an email to this address with your application, your CV. You must mention this uh, secret word, and so it might be like Rockstar or something like that. I think that's what I used in the past. And then you must apply by this time and this time only. And what that does is it shows your attention to detail. If they don't see that secret hidden word and they don't say it in the application, I don't even read it because the attention to detail is so important and I want to make sure they've read the whole thing. I think that's it, really. I think that's kind of a, a good unplanned version of what we're going to do with Faces Channels. We're going to start this on March the 1st in a couple of weeks and me and a guy, Seb, we're gonna try and, and build a faceless channel alongside the stuff that we're already doing. So this is a separate thing. So if you wanna come and join us, don't forget to go to youtubeaccelerator.co.uk and you can sign up and, and jump in on that. We have six spaces for every month for our accelerator. So uh, already we've got two of those sold and, and we'll see if we can fill that up uh, by the end of the month. All right, thanks so much. My name is Matt Hughes, King of Video. I'll see you on the next podcast.